out. It's what it's all about, Scout. It's what it's all about, Scout's what it's all about. Scout's what it's all about. All right, welcome to another episode of Two Scout Geeks. My name is Joey Galvez, and I'm here with my buddy, John. How's it going, man? Pretty good, man. Still uh, trying to stay awake from work, but we're here. <laughs> yeah, man. You you work nights, and uh, I I usually I think I'm like, oh, dude, Sundays are his days off. But I'm like, oh man, I don't think they are. So you've been up all night. You've stayed up to do this yep. for the yep. fans. So you guys are getting, you know, John right at the end of his nights. And you know what? I think it's the That's best. That's John. Craziest. It's okay. <laughs> I think it's the best, John. So anyway, man, how was your week? Are you ready for Christmas next week? I am ready for it to be over. Uh, <laughs> I understand. That, I, I'm man. ready for it, but it's just one of those things where it's always like leading up to it. You're like, did I, is everything done? Is everything oh, set? Yeah. Did I get the yeah. presents all wrapped? Or did I get them all? Did I forget something? <laughs> <laughs> I understand that feeling, man. I've got, you know, I've got uh, two young kids and I'm just like, oh man, what do I do? Well, I, I've got more, more than two, but, but this year we have an extra child because we, we mm -hmm. had a child during the pandemic. And I'm just like, man, every year that we do Christmas, there's more stockings that are on the freaking mantle. And I'm like, that means that I have to buy presents for all of those people. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I've after been a while, you look at the stockings, you're like, can I get miniature stockings? Is that is that OK? Right. There's there's tends to be no more room for the next year. So I'm just like, yeah. oh, man. I'm just going to next year, I'm just going to like say everybody's going to get, you know, everything from the dollar store and we'll, everybody will be happy because at that point. I put a gift card here and a gift card there. <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, I hope everybody is gearing up for Christmas and excited. Uh, but this week we have a really cool show for you guys. We're going to talk about the Kickstarter version of Ninja Nuns. Uh, we hope we're not going to spoil anything because not everybody has read it and it's not, it's been solicited for scout comics. It is going to be mm -hmm. coming out as a one shot, but it's going to hit the stores January 6th. Uh, and I believe FOC is already done. So if you have not ordered, pre-ordered your book, you're just going to have to go down there on Wednesday and grab it up. If you can't, if it's not, you know, sold out, but Here's the thing. We're going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about any spoilers. And then we're going to get. Well, the nice thing about, school. I think, is everything we're also going to talk about is if you go to the Kickstarter page, it's on the page also. So we're not going yeah. to spoil anything. And it's literally there for you to read. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And hopefully you guys have read it. If not, you know, check it out because it's, it's such a good read. And then we're going to get old school and talk a little bit about Wolfborn. Uh, that that this one was a really good read too. Um, mm -hmm. I really liked it. it. It was a little bit of a different type of book for me, um, and, and, but I liked the style and I, and and actually we'll get into that a little bit when we talk about it. But right now we're gonna talk about Ninja Nuns number one from Kevin Cuff, Bob France, Chaz Pangberg, and tons and tons more people. There's there's four different stories in here with tons of different creators and 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 uh, it's almost too much to talk about, man. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and read the synopsis that they have on Previews World. And uh, hopefully you guys will get into this one. It says, did you accidentally summon a vengeful demon from another dimension? Have you recently committed heresy and started a church rave? Did your neighbor gain powers from a noodle god? If you answered yes to one or more of these questions, then you need to pray for assistance from the Ninja Nuns. Rising from the pages of Metal Shark Bro, these heavenly sisters star in an action-packed one-shot that hits harder than Sister Mary's ruler across your poorly behaved knuckles. <laughs> Man, John, what did you think about Ninja Nuns, first of all? Oh, it's just so good. Uh, just the description on it is for the book is just fantastic. Right? It's like, yeah, that's yeah, that's all I need. That's what you need to just say, yeah, I'm going to buy it. It's just that. 
right? Like, oh man, <laughs> it was so hilarious when I read that. I was like, oh man, this is this is so great. This has got to be, this has got to be uh, uh, Bob France and Kevin Cuff all the way who wrote this. <laughs> it's so oh, yeah. hilarious. Um, number one, this was a really good book. Uh, I had a, there's so so basically there's four different stories here. And you have uh, tons of different creators here. The first one's called None the Wiser. Second one is Rise of the Discomancer. Third is Far Out. And fourth is Con Crud. And I've got two favorite ones. Do you have any favorite ones here? Favorite stories? Oh, they're all good. The Con Crud, I think, is by far the best. And it was the shortest story. It's the shortest story. But it's also, like, I feel like for just, like us as con- any comic fan or anyone who's been to a comic con specifically can yeah. just say, yep. Yes. That's yep. There's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So obviously this, this uh, follows the ninja nuns who stemmed out of the pages of metal shark, bro. We uh, see, uh, we get a little bit of a background of from who they are that we get their names. We get their, you know, they're kind of like what they do and why they're here. It almost reminds me of like a, like a uh, uh, Charlie's Angels type of team. <laughs> I don't know if you got that. Did you? It, it's like a mix of things. It's like a Charlie's Angels mixed. Like you get the the Ninja Turtle factor mix in there, <laughs> and then like almost like a I don't even know like a covert covert team and stuff. Like it's mm. it's a ton of mix of kinds of like styles and things into one. Oh yeah, it, it was really good, and and <laughs> because this is Bob and and uh, Kevin it's it's hilarious you get a fun fun time when you read these books um i guarantee you guys will not you know you guys will not put this down uh when i read it i was like oh i'm just gonna read the first uh few pages to just kind of familiarize myself with it a little bit i read the whole thing it went by really quick and it was hilarious i found myself laughing out loud they have i mean come on we it's in the it's in the the description here in the log line here there's a freaking noodle monster <laughs> oh man I, I i love this all the way through the artwork is great the writing's amazing you got chaz panberg you got bob franz kevin cuff uh, all writing these these different stories here you know we usually see uh, bob and kevin kind of writing together some of these stories here, we see them writing separately, which is really cool, interesting. Um, did you notice a difference uh, from the two? Uh, not really, because I feel like they're also the. They, I think that's why they work so well. Is they've got mm-hmm. the same sense of humor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, I, what I loved is that just how many people work on this is like there's a lot of passion for this. Like mm-hmm. everyone who's different that works on this is showing as much passion as they do for the stories yeah we're going to be talking to bob here at the tail end of this episode and hopefully you guys will enjoy that and listen to him speak to us a little bit about what it took to get into this book and how, how passionate people actually were uh, about this book so um i mean you got anything else i i'm it's really hard and i say this a lot with every episode it's really hard to talk about this book without giving anything away obviously you get nuns who are ninjas and they go to work for for the for the church when things are kind of you know extra worldly i guess i would like to say if i can if that's a word um they go to work and they kind of try to set things straight I, i guess that's what we can say right i mean that's about as much as you can say yeah like it's one of those things where there's uh, especially since they're short stories, if you talk about certain things, it's going to give away things. Mm-hmm. Just know that this is just a ton of fun. And if you've read Metal Shark Bro at all, uh, the first volume, and you're one of those fans uh, of that book, you absolutely wanted more Ninja Nuns. So this oh, yeah. is absolutely everything you wanted in one. And Metal Shark Bro is not in this. So if you're going to read this because you're like, I'm going to get more Metal Shark Bro. You're not going to get any more Metal Shark, bro. But that doesn't take anything away from this book. No, because uh, it still feels like the same universe. Like it, oh, yeah. every bit of it feels like it's there. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited. And the one thing that is different is we don't have Walter Osley drawing this. We have tons yes. of different uh, artists on there. We got uh, Tony Gregori. We got Dan uh, Franco. We got who else is there? John Bergen. 
and Angela Speaker. So it's so great, great, great st- people doing this artwork. I, re- I just really hope you guys are into it as much as we are. John, I don't know if I can have any say, say anything more about this, but go out there and wait. If you didn't kickstart this book, go out there and grab this book from your favorite comic shop or scoutcomics.com. I mean, they're going to have some really cool stuff. They're going to have some really great uh, you know, incentives and variants and all that good stuff. So check it out. Yeah. More, more reasons for me to go broke is what that says. <laughs> Dude. I know. I, I was, I was looking at this. I was like, Oh man, this is, this has to be one of those ones where they're going to do a one in 10. They're going to do variants. They're going to do uh tons, tons of different ones. They're going to do web store exclusives. And now I have to go crazy and buy all these covers just like I did with phantom star killer. Uh, nuts, dude. All right, John, let's move right into Wolfborn. So Wolfborn uh, from ScoutComics.com, the description is, Come to me and I will heal your broken heart. These words spoken by a sweet-voiced angel led Wolfborn, the adventurer, into a dark and creature-filled underworld. As he battles his way through minotaurs, fish monsters, and other strange creatures, he struggles with a promise he made to his lost love, Luna. To make matters worse, he is worn worn back at every turn by strange and broken travelers. Will Wolfborn find what he seeks at the bottom of the underworld, or does something far deadlier lie in wait? Wow. This one was really interesting. It was a different kind of book for me. It wasn't bad. It was just a different kind of way they wrote it. Um, this one... Yeah. This one has, you know, for lack of better words, word bubbles. Uh, that, but it felt like I don't know. It felt like somebody wrote a really good poem, and they threw it in and made a comic book out of it. Yes, at least this first issue, it was really cool. I, um, it was a really interesting read. You really don't get too much information on who he is, what he's doing, uh, why he's doing it, but that does not mean that it's a bad read and it takes away from the story. I, I think the way they did this, it was very artsy, but at the same time, it was really, it was really good. I liked it a lot. It went by really quick. It was quick read. It was, I, I'm all in. I'm ready for the next issue. What about you, man? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I've read the full trade already, um, but it's written, uh, written and drawn by Brian Middleton junior um and uh this is his only uh writing thing uh, a lot of his stuff is just he does uh art pieces and stuff and like sketches and stuff but uh he, i think it's another one of those takes where it's just somebody who wanted to write a book finally and this was their passion project because um it's very well done it's it's the the art style is fantastic like it's very very nice like I love just how like simple but fluent it is. Yeah, I I agree with that. It, it it's it's simple, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it, this this character seems like he could be a really good character, and I actually have the trade as well. And uh, but I uh, but I only read the first chapter to kind of familiarize myself with this. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know a little bit more about the main character. Uh, in the first issue, you don't get his name. Obviously, his name is is Wolfborn, correct? But uh, yes. but we don't get any information about who he is or what's going on. He continues to talk about Luna. Then throughout the story, you kind of get this information that Luna is could be a lost love, or or he he continues to say that he wants he's promised her something. You don't get too much information. Like a lot of first issues, they build the story here. You just see him kind of you know traveling through an underworld question mark because I really don't get that much information about where he is either. Um, which made me want to read on, uh, mm-hmm. but for sake of, of this podcast, I, I wanted to read the first issue and talk about that one. So, um, I, I liked it. Um, I would definitely, you know, say, Hey, you know, if you guys want to check out a really cool book, that's, you know, kind of, uh, the artwork is great. The story is really cool. Go check this one out from scout and this is one that i would recommend yeah well and i think why uh that because this is an earlier book for them but it's one of those books that absolutely pays 
uh, for the fact that it doesn't try to overdo the story is it's only three issues long. Now the trades okay. $10, but it's only three issues. But like we've seen that recently from scout from a lot of the creators. Yeah. And I feel like that gives them a better chance or not a better chance, but just more uh, ability on what they make in the story. Like they're able to do it without trying to stretch it out with stuff like that. And this being one of an earlier title for scout, you can just feel that he, he didn't try to overdo it. He just wrote the story he wanted and it happened to be, it, it feels like it was like, it happened to be three issues. And I think that's why it's also so good. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, I, th- I think from just reading the first issue, you can tell is like one of those things is it's, it's paced perfectly. Like, it doesn't overdo it. Doesn't try to yeah. give you too much, extend it, or do too much, and it's just fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I liked it a whole lot. Did you have a favorite part here in this book? Um, well, it's the it's the voice that keeps telling him to uh, turn around, just because it's just oh, like that. Like, yeah, oh, it's not yeah. good in there. It's not good, and he's like, no. Uh, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> and as you were telling me about, about, you know, how he, how this guy just, he hasn't written anything else, but he's just done a lot of artwork. I just so happened to go onto scout comics, official HQ on Facebook. And, uh, Brendan Deneen just posted a picture of what he just drew. And it looks like it could be, uh, you know, as he, they call it the man with no name. You know who that is, right? Um, oh, yeah. Clint Eastwood looking type of character. And this artwork is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the artwork is amazing, guys. Like, I'm, 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 I'm excited to see if he does anything else with the, with something that's coming up because this artwork is amazing. This story right here is really good. I want more from him. Um, uh, Brian Middleton. Ooh, ooh, we got to push him because in the comment section of that photo, it says from Brian. From Brendan Deenan, uh, please do a Western, to which he responded, definitely considering it. Oh. And he said, I'll have my people call your people. Oh, but yes, that's yes. fun talk. But, you know, let's push it the rest of the way and yes. say, now let's just make it happen. Do a Western. <laughs> yes, this would be awesome. Uh, I'm all about it. His style would be perfect for a, a Western, like how his style is. Brian Milton, we need to see you Western. Come on, man. We're all about it. We'll 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 tag you in this episode uh, on on our, all of our social media, and we're gonna yes. talk to you a little bit. Maybe we'll even have you on the show to talk a little bit more about some stuff. So, you know, hopefully, you guys will be able to keep an eye out and see what comes next from uh, from Brian. I'm excited, man. This this yeah. is this is making me hopeful now. Um, so <laughs> I mean, I don't have anything else. Do you got anything else? No, I think that is all I have for this one, but it's definitely one you guys need to go get. And at only ten dollars for a trade. Oh yeah. Five dollars for the for the first issue. Uh you guys gotta get on it, man. Yeah. All right. So what we're gonna do here now is we're gonna switch gears and we're gonna talk a little bit about some news. On December eighth, Scout announced some new executive hires. Lessa Miller is the new Scout Chief Operating Officer. You have Trent Miller as the General Counsel. Uh, you also have Megan Mardson as the Scout's new marketing liaison. Joel Rodriguez as Head of Design. And Andrea Lorenzo Molinari as the Editorial Director. Whoa! Huge, huge news. Oh, we have the uh, officially the variant, uh, first variant uh launched for uh murder hobo the all in at the dragon's shaft okay cool. um that one is uh, a a uh, uh, glow in the dark one you've got a christmas uh uh, uh phantom star killer figure coming out from them uh his phantom star killer page that yep. comes with a, a christmas card uh by uh uh Schmulky. super cool yeah yep. yeah um, and they've really just announced, I think, a bunch of variants. I don't think we got uh, too many, too much big news. Uh, Black Cotton had like two or three variants yeah. announced. You've got quite a bit of just variants and like announcements of stuff. 
but nothing like I think that was big news this week. You got a variant coming from CBSN uh, Loggerhead and SB or SB Loggerhead number one. Yep. So it's got the Super the Mario, Mario variant. Cover. Yeah. Um, that, that one was actually, I was talking to, uh, to Brian about that one and he's like, well, I've got, he's like, I've got this one. Nobody, nobody's grabbed this yet. I don't know who's going to have it. And then later, later on that day, he's like, dude, somebody grabbed it up. I was like, oh, nice dude. That's super I'm cool. honestly surprised that one took so long to grab. I know. Like me I too. It is one of the better ones they had. Yeah. Like they were all good, but that is like the like epitome of like homage covers. Yeah, yeah, I I agree, man. It was a really beautiful cover. Um, there's so much cool stuff coming out of Scout, like we said. Um, oh, I I almost guarantee you. Also, with some of the CBSN covers they announced, um, Jen Keen okay. absolutely did the or picked the variant cover for um uh, uh shit show. Oh yeah, because it's uh it's a poop <laughs> face. It's a poop like oh, a poop emoji. <laughs> I saw that. It's just poop. Poop show, poop show, because um, she loves that kind of stuff. Because she did that with uh, what was it, um, the damnation story from Marvel? She yeah. did uh, Tarnation. <laughs> That's so awesome. I just, it just screams Jen Keen. So I feel yeah. like that was definitely her choice of like I like that. And we also heard that we got uh, Map Maker coming out. It's uh, December sixth. So that's hitting mm-hmm. hitting you guys. Well, December sixth that they that they announced that it's going to be hitting shops in February. Sorry. So oh, February. Yes, yeah, February, February. Is when it's coming out because January is, I believe, we have like Soulstream, then Map Maker, and then um, one of the others. All of scoop books. Like I think yeah. one week after another, yeah. you get like three of their first series coming out one by one. Yeah, and then you got the Shepherd coming out in January as well. Um, super cool, tons of great stuff. Uh, steak, uh, January, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome stuff. I'm still waiting for my steak, uh, uh, Kickstarter, and hopefully that should be coming out very, very soon. We might be talking about that on the show once, uh, once we get those in and we're able to read it. So stick around. Oh, absolutely. Stick around. And All right, so man. many people we got to have on. <laughs> oh yeah, you guys are gonna be in for a treat because we have. Tons of people lined up uh, to be on the show very soon, so uh, check it out. Next week, we're going to talk to the Fergusons about Sam and his talking gun, and we will definitely sprinkle in a little bit of talk about Third Wave 99, so uh, stick around for that one. All right, John, do we have anything else to talk about news? Not that I can see. This week, we we got a little reprieve, probably because, you know, it's the holidays. We're just going to (laughs) get... Here comes the books, but that's about it for now. All right, man. So let's go ahead and take a small break right here. And when we come back, we're going to have Bob France on the show to talk about Ninja Nuns, his Kickstarter version. Are you excited, John? Oh, dude, I'm so excited for this. (laughs) Me too, because Bob is one of my favorite people. Uh, He's always super, super enthusiastic. just so good. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, he he's always very enthusiastic. I always I I never have to do too much when he's on because he will take the reins. Uh, so uh, we'll we'll be right back here right after a break, and we're gonna talk to Bob Frank. Welcome back from the break. My name is Joey Galvez, and I'm still here with John. And like we promised, we have Bob France on the line. What's going on, man? Hello, Joey. Hello, John. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello, gentlemen. How are we doing today? Wonderful, man. So how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I just got back from a uh, a grocery run because I'm not leaving my house for any real reason because of COVID-19. And when I leave the house, I wear a mask because I'm being safe. Um, so I'm doing all that stuff, working on these comics, trying to get these things going. Uh, just, just rocking hard, man. That's all we can do, you know? I, I hope that mask is a Ninja Nun mask. No, we, we're not. You know what? We're not that smart with our marketing yet. We got to work on that. That's something. And I'm not a sewer. My mom makes all of my masks in Virginia Beach and mails them to Cincinnati, Ohio. So we're just kind of at the mercy of what she wants to make and what materials she has. Um, she's pretty yeah. cool about it, though, because she has made like seasonal masks. So this has been going on so long. We have Easter masks and Halloween masks and Christmas masks. So, oh, you know. Right. I actually brought that up in uh, one of the live show sales uh, where they were selling some of the masks 
I was like, you know what? Why didn't they have like a metal shark bro mask where it's just him smiling and everything? I was like, that would have been dope. Like just to um, walk yeah. around as metal shark bro. <laughs> that's one of those things I think that's that's on Scout. Um, and to be fair, we've been lazy about getting them things to merchandise. Like they keep asking us for stuff and we keep saying like, yeah, yeah, we'll get it. We'll get it. And then it eventually just become, we become like teenagers gaffing off our parents at some point because- <laughs> You, when you're doing these things and you're doing these things independently, when you're making these books and, you know, I'm a writer, I'm a project manager, I'm a Kickstarter fulfillment guy. I'm the, 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 the print editor. I, I have so many jobs that like sometimes things fall through the cracks, you know, and unfortunately some of the stuff for, you know, the scout merchandising page have fallen through the cracks. It's something that we need to do. And we've talked about working on, but then like, there's only so many hours in the day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's true. Well, you guys got to work on Ninja Nuns, man. And we're talking yeah. about the Kickstarter here because it has not been released yet. Through no. Scott. And uh, luckily, myself and John uh, were actually backers for this. And we received our book uh, about a week ago from now, I think it was. There you go. There you go. Oh, man. And it, this was such a fantastic story. I am so glad that I have something like this in my hands because it's it's in the same vein as Metal Shark, bro. It's hilarious. It's Thank you. Satirical. It is uh, uh, hilarious. These four stories are what three or four stories that we get out of here. So fun. I think my favorite one was probably the con crud. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, I like the con crud. That was just like a throwaway joke that Kevin and I had because for one of the stories we had the villains of the story being like jerky, like jerky comic people. And I said, it doesn't really fit the story that we're telling here because it's like a concert. It was for, he had the jerky, the jerky con people in the, in the, uh, the spaghetti monster one. And it didn't oh, work. So yeah. he said, why don't we just, we'll just go a different way with it. So we just did. So we, we were able to work with Angela Sprecher on that, who did a book for us a long time ago called full moon Fredo that you can pick up yeah. via, um, comiXology it's a little all ages thing that we did it's pretty good it's pretty fun um so yeah so we worked with her again and she just smashed it she's so talented and great she's got such a fun cartoony style so it was yeah. cool man we got to work on a lot of uh, different kinds of styles different kinds of stories it was basically ninja nuns was just our uh, our covid our covid book you know, we were all kind of locked down. Uh, we had we knew a lot of artists who weren't drawing because most of the companies went pencils down because the, they didn't know when they were bouncing back. So we knew a lot of people that weren't working. So it was like, hey, let's just put something together real quick. And we were able to kind of piece together this 40-page uh, anthology piece, which is pretty awesome to do, you know? Yeah. I think – I and honestly, like, um, that makes me love it more. But, like, this book was, like, one of those things that I feel like the fans, like – really like we're like this is what we need like because I, I remember right when the kickstarter hit it was like yeah. like first few hours it was already almost all the way funded and it was just yeah like, yeah we're there <laughs> we got a lot of support it was really it was really awesome we we funded in less than 12 hours i mean it was three thousand bucks but it's still three thousand bucks yeah you know to to fund that in less than 12 hours it's kind of a testament to to the people who enjoy metal shark bro and who are into kind of what we're doing. So that was a really good feeling. Uh, and it's also kind of, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to brag or anything, but the fact that we can get these things done, we can get them fulfilled. It's, it's kind of, you know, uh, we're working well in the Kickstarter model. So, so for all those people who don't know what Ninja Nuns are, and if you don't, I mean, come on, you, you may be sitting under a rock like, like all of us right now, but <laughs> tell us a little bit about what, where Ninja Nuns came from and the concept, because I know this kind of stemmed out of Metal Shark Bro. Yes, so it is. About that. Yeah, it is a Metal Shark Bro spinoff. Uh, in volume one, uh, we have this little, it, they're kind of like the, I don't know, man, the... Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? My brain stopped working for a second, but they're kind of like a, an arm of the church. You know, they're the army of the church. Metal Shark Bro hits the earth and this bishop sends out the ninja nuns to try to stop him. Uh, when we released volume one, people said to us, oh man, I want to know more about the ninja nuns. Like, tell us more about these ninja nuns. So we kind of put the ninja nuns in volume two a little bit. We put Sister Christian in, in, 
in volume two is like a little preview of just to kind of expand that universe. And then once the pandemic hit, we said, you know what, let's just do a whole Ninja Nun book. We've got nothing else to do. We can't run a Metal Shark Bro volume three at the moment because Walter's tied up doing his ghost bats on webtoons, which is really great. You should check that out. Yeah. It's it's really fun. Walter's so great. Um, so it was just kind of like, hey, we've got some time on our hands. We know a bunch of people who aren't working. Let's just do a Metal Shark Bro spinoff for Ninja Nuns. We talked to Chaz Pangburn, who's the editor of both volumes of Metal Shark Bro. He also writes. We asked him if he would like to write a story for it and he said oh yeah sure because we're expanding the universe so why not expand the people who get to kind of play in it so Chaz came on board to write a story and then we just kind of reached out to a bunch of artists who we like or we enjoy or they're just friends like Tony Gregori's a friend of ours who did Chaz's story John Burgeon's a guy who I met at a con a couple uh, maybe a year ago he does a book called Frog Boy it's an all-ages book that you should look out for it's really really good um so we contacted John and then uh, Dan, I know from a previous anthology and I like his work. So we just kind of reached out and we were able to get this done really quickly. Um, so it was, it was, it was pretty awesome. And again, it's just an expansion of the universe. There's four short stories anywhere from, you know, two pages in the case of Con Crud to I think 12 for the rise of the necromancer thing. So it's just it's just kind of self-contained little ninja nun stories that just kind of rock and roll. Metal Shark Bro is not in the book. Um, that is partially by design. We wanted to do something without the without Metal Shark Bro in the world. And Walter was very protective of someone else drawing Metal Shark Bro because uh, he asked. <laughs> that was the first thing he asked because we asked Walter if he wanted to do a story. And he's like, yeah, I really can because I got a lot of stuff going on. I said, okay, cool. And he said, is anyone going to draw Metal Shark Bro? And I was like, no. And he's like, okay, good, because if they do, I want to approve it. <laughs> and in, in a way that made my heart just kind of grow three sizes like the Grinch because it I mean, Walter loves this thing too. It's not just Kevin and myself and Chaz. Like Walter is in, you know, with both feet. And so the fact that he's a little bit protective of Metal Shark Bro made me made me excited. Yeah, I, when I think of Metal Shark Bro, I definitely think of Walter. Like I you can't, can't you, yeah, it's it's you know. it, it's just one of those things where even with ghost bats, like I'm reading his ghost bats on, on webtoons. And I'm like, this is a cool metal shark bro thing because I just see his work and I automatically associate it with the metal shark bro universe at this point. I, yeah, I, I was actually looking at that too. And I was like, man, this looks good. I want an actual physical copy of ghost bats in my hands. So I hope that's coming soon. I'm sure yeah, it'll happen. Yeah, I agree. With webtoons, like with Urban Animal, I don't know if you guys back Justin Jordan's um, Urban Animal, but that started out on webtoons. I think webtoons has like a, a level of exclusivity for a certain amount of time. And then after that runs out, if if desired, you can't collect it. That's I, I don't know personally. I'm just talking out of my ass at that point. But it sounded really good, so I'm just going to go with it. There we go. <laughs> so awesome, man. Uh, I really love these books, uh, these, these stories, actually. And uh, so... I know which I have a couple of them that are my favorite. Do you have a couple of different favorite stories here out of this book? Um, I really like the necromancer one uh, because that's based in, in reality to some extent. The, uh, there is a bust of Mary Magdalene in some weird French church. And that's what it looks like. Like, like we took that image. That is a real image. So when you see that, that's wow. real. Kevin hit me up and was like, dude, check this out. And so he sent me the picture. I just, it was a skeleton in like a space helmet. I was like, what the hell is this? And he explained it to me. I was like, well, we got to use this. So, and it's just, it just kind of goes with the theme of the metal shark bro universe that it's just so weird and so kind of wacky and out there and just strange that the idea that Mary Magdalene was uh, a, a hype DJ you know what I'm saying? Like that whole premise is just so absurd and it just kind of fits in the, with the Metal Shark Bro universe because why wouldn't Metal Shark Bro in the Metal Shark Bro world, wouldn't Mary Magdalene be a hype, brave DJ when, you know, you got dinosaurs and secret Bibles and stuff, you know what I'm saying? So it just kind of expands on all of that, which is fun for me. And I really like the, um, I like Chaz's story because it yeah. was fun to read someone else's interpretation of this stuff. And Chaz is just a great dude. I like them all. And uh, Kevin's story is fun. The, the spaghetti monster is cool because I love Virgin's art. Yeah, You know, it's yeah. very different from everything in the book, but I'm a big fan. I always have been a big fan of Mad Magazine and Virgin's art has that kind of throwback 
kind of very simple Mad Magazine style. So, I mean, I was just chomping at the bit to work with that, that dude too. So when he agreed to do it, you know, the, this, I think the hippie jam band story just worked perfectly for it. Yeah, I, I think uh, aside from the, the con one, I think that was my favorite one. The spaghetti monster. Yeah, and the artwork is brilliant. And that's all yes, that's hand is. colored stuff with like pens and stuff. There is no technology involved in that story whatsoever. John is essentially like a comics caveman making these things happen with just pen and paper, you know? Yeah, it looks like looks like he used some markers and said, Yeah, it yeah. Looks great, dude. It's really great. It's like it's I'm telling you, dude, it's like it's as close as I'm gonna get to working for Mad Magazine, and I was really excited about it. So yeah, that was I, I think uh that one far out and uh and Chaz's uh story was one of my favorites. Um they were they were just so good. And I think the only reason why I'm saying far out is because I got more information out of that story about the background of the ninja nuns and and their names and and their kind of backstory just enough that I that I I'm like okay now I know because when I started reading this I said okay I need to know what's going on with them I need to know who they are what they're doing and why they're here and I got that in in mm-hmm. Kevin's story there and and I was uh, I'm all about it man that's awesome it should be out in comic shops in January I believe it was in previews in October so it should be out in January yes. January because volume two Metal Shark Bro volume two just hit stores last week so and then I believe the reprints of volume one are coming out as well so we've got a lot of Metal Shark Bro stuff hitting comic shops around the same time so if you're listening to this and you haven't really kind of delved into the world of Metal Shark Bro the first thing I'm going to say is like what's wrong with you and the second thing i'm going to say is this is the best time to do it because all of the all of the materials are kind of hitting shops as we speak so it's kind of a cool time mm-hmm. yeah, i got it right here it says uh, in shops january 6th there so you go he's got a few weeks yeah. to, to to throw this in your uh, in your cart there and grab it up so um if you guys don't have it already i mean i, I don't know if it's i, I think uh foc is probably already yeah done. foc probably half yeah, so it's already yeah. done yeah. So, so we've we've got that. We've also you're going to be able to get it on the shop, the uh, scoutcomics.com website. Josh Hood, who is a really great friend of ours, you may know him from um, uh, uh, the Matthew Rosenberg book. He did um, We Can Never Go Home. Okay. okay. And he's, he's done a bunch of stuff for Marvel. We love Josh. He's such a cool Ooh. dude. Yeah. Um, so he's, he did an exclusive cover for scoutcomics.com. So you can get that through the web store. Um, yeah. So that's fun. And then Alana Kangas did a one in 10 cover, which is really great. And then Jason Copeland, who is working on a book now called full tilt, who did one of my favorite books of all time, it's out through Dark Horse Comics. It's called Kill All Monsters, him and Michael May. I actually have it on my bookshelf. It's great. Nice. Uh, check that out as well. So. so so last time that I spoke to you, it was on the House of Indy. And, and I talked to you and I was like, hey, man, we need a Metal Shark Bro figure. Do you think that we're ever going to get this? And now we got we got some some news from Scout that they partnered with a company that is going to be making making toys. Do you think that something like that is going to be happening in the anytime soon? I've heard rumors. I'm not sure. Uh, I talked to uh, Mr. Hake himself a couple weeks ago, and I've I've heard rumors. That's all I can say. Is I've I've there there are rumblings and rumors. Uh, Metal Shark Bro figure would be pretty great. Uh, hopefully it happens. But again, uh, my answer is always kind of the same. It's cool. Like all the extracurricular stuff is cool. I just want to make more books. Right. I just want I just want to make more Metal Shark Bro. I just want to make more comics. Yeah. Um, that that's what I'm doing. That's what I that's what I love doing. I love telling stories. Toys are fun and toys are cool. But at the end of the day, if I'm not making comics, if the Metal Shark Bro story isn't continuing, if my storytelling life isn't continuing, then I'm kind of stagnant and bummed out. Yeah. So that's what it is for me, man. Like the shirts, the pins, the buttons, the the little prints you have back there over your shoulder, Joey. It's cool. But I just I'm a storyteller, man. I just want to make comics. So that's the joy for me is just, you know, when I see social media, people telling me like, hey, I got my book. Hey, I read my book. Hey, I liked my book. Uh, when I hear reviewers reviewing the books and enjoying it, that's what I do. That's what I get excited about, man, because that means that what we're doing is working and that makes me happy. 
one thing that I've always heard when I when I when I use the word metal shark, bro, people know what I'm talking about. Uh, you guys are definitely making some waves in the in the indie comic book realm, man. I'm just saying. Thank and you. It's grown since since uh the last few years since I've known you, and and, and people just it, it just continues to grow the more you guys put out. Talking about putting out more stuff. I, I've always asked you every single time that I talk to you, I see <laughs> when am I getting dust pirates? <laughs> That's an interesting question. I mean, dust pirates is a thing that just kind of happened. Um, we were working on, it was a pitch that we're still working on. Uh, we had these pitch pages and my thinking was, Hey man, we've got these pages that are just sitting in a Dropbox file online. We might as well do something with them. So we just stuck them in the back of the Ninja Nun Kickstarter version because our thinking was if a publisher doesn't want it, the way we're going to produce it is via Kickstarter. So we might as well put the beginning of the story in Kickstarter's backers hands. So that way they're already kind of familiar with it. So it's a way to kind of preview our own work. Um, and we've gotten a really great response for that. The pitch is out there. We have a couple places that we're talking to. Hopefully it works. And if not, we're just going to color the first issue because the, it's done. It's written. It's Tony Gregory's done it. It's all finished. We just have to color it and letter it. And that's, I mean, I don't want to say the easy part, but that's, that's the less time consuming part. Yeah. Coloring is a, a beautiful art form. The people who do it are, are wonderful. Um, they're very talented people. Uh, they deserve the accolades that they receive. So they're working on that. Um, and then we can put that out there and then uh, see where we are, man. But yeah, so it's coming, dude. It's coming. It's just like, it's a slow burn sometimes, you know, because yeah. we're waiting to hear back from people. Um, so we'll see where we are. I definitely got to say one of the things that uh, I saw while this year, especially with Scout, that really, I think, pushed Metal Shark Bro and people like to collect it was when CBSN did the uh, variant covers mm-hmm. uh, where all the issues were in a single form for the only time that is going to happen. Yeah. Um, and it was the uh, the uh, album covers. Mm-hmm. Like the amount of people who went crazy for that was ridiculous. Right. Like the like people just being like there were there was one person who ordered four sets of it because Jesus just had to have it. That's like awesome. it it was just like the passion for like that idea. And I loved it too, because I mean for what the story is, those kind of covers fit perfectly. Yeah, it was fun, man. We felt a lot of pressure picking the covers for that. I'm not going to lie to you because we wanted to kind of, we wanted it to be a a record, an album that everyone knew, knew. but something that Daniel Warren Johnson didn't do with Murder Falcon because he did something similar with that. Right. Um, so we didn't want to make it seem like we were trying to ride his coattails or kind of jock what he was doing because he's so talented. And that book that he's doing is like, I mean, there are levels to comics and he is at that upper <laughs> echelon of card. I mean, the, I mean, come on, man. The, the guy is amazing. Um, so we didn't want to see be seen kind of riding his coattails. But we also needed to find album covers that Metal Shark Bro would fit easily on. Mm-hmm. And Walter did the first one with the corn thing. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not a corn fan. I don't like that band. I think they stink. <laughs> but the but the the cover was great. And then yeah. it was like, okay, well, what, what cover should we do next? Because they were just kind of ways to break up the trade. They were chapter pieces, if you will. Right. So then uh, Chaz came up with the Descendants one, the Milo Goes to College. Um, Kevin did uh, the Hamzig one, the Danzig Skull. And then I had a couple ideas that I was kicking around, but I know Kevin is a huge Anthrax fan. It's like his favorite band growing up was Anthrax. So I was like, why not do State of Euphoria? Because it's a great record. And like with the little angry skulls, Metal Shark, mm-hmm. you just stick them there and it's perfect. So it really worked out. Um, yeah, I think, again, I think that- my favorite one was probably the Danzig uh, cover. Yeah. I have, then, I have a yeah. t-shirt of that. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, <laughs> Honestly, I feel like that's the, that was what really got people into wanting merchandise for the, for the metal shark bro too, is once they saw those, because I think people were just like, you know, with the, what the yeah. comic is, is like metal, like t-shirts and everything. I think that was something people were like, yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, I think I that's why they also love the covers is because they were like, that's the kind of stuff. Yeah. I would love this kind of stuff. 
We definitely we, need t-shirts of those covers, man. <laughs> uh, well, some of that stuff, we just have to be careful because um, it's kind of parody law parody, and things yeah. of that nature. So we have to we have to kind of be careful about that. I have a Hamzik shirt upstairs. That's pretty great. Um, but yeah, it's just, we just gotta be careful with things of that nature. We don't, we're not trying to get sued and, right, I'm not, right. and, and I'm, I don't know Glenn Danzig. I've never had the pleasure of meeting Glenn Danzig. <laughs> um, but he seems litigious. Yeah, you, <laughs> you don't want to get punched by that guy, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, granted, I'm probably like a foot taller than he is too. So I, I mean, could do the old Brutus Popeye bit where I just kind of hold him back with my hand. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> uh that was a yeah man that that's uh, we'll talk a little bit later about that anyway man (laughs) we're excited about that about this stuff man uh i'm 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 excited for you and and kevin and all, all the things you guys are doing i can't wait for more stuff coming from you guys um, I've always told you from the first time that we met and I had you on the show that I love the stuff that you guys are doing uh, keep it up, man. So let, uh, can you tell everybody where they can find you, where they can grab all the books and all yeah, that? Yeah, of course. Um, right now, the easiest place to find me is Twitter. It's at B France, F R A N T Z one nine. Um, Kevin is at Kevin underscore cuff. Um, that's kind of the easiest place to find us. The books are available at scoutcomics.com. You can pick them up there. Uh, like I said, we're going to be getting an influx of books because we have so many things coming out. So if you want these individual things, you can get them there. Um, and that's it, man. We're, we've been really happy to be a part of the scout family, James and the gang and Charlie and Dave, they've all been so awesome. It's, it's been really easy to work for, uh, Rich Rivera, the whole, the whole crew. It's just, they're great, man. And they basically let us do whatever we want. So how can we not love that? Like the, the car the freedom we're given as storytellers, it, it really makes you feel uh, feel appreciated and valued when your publisher and, and your editor in chief is like, yeah, do whatever you want, man, because they know what we're doing. They know the work that we put out is going to be good. They know the work we're going to put out is going to be fun and people are going to dig it. So it's been, it's been a really great relationship with Scout Comics. We can't, we can't, um, we can't emphasize that any less, you know, it's awesome. Yeah. I love that about Scout. Yeah. dude, right. They're super cool. All right, Bob, we appreciate you coming on, hanging out with us. I, again, I apologize for being late. It's very, I pride myself on my professionality and the fact that I was late makes me mad. Uh, I always give Kevin guff because we do, we do a po- uh, comic podcast called word bros and Kevin's always like five minutes late to the recording. And I can't <laughs> lie to you. It aggravates me to no end. So the fact that I was late, I apologize to both of you again. No problem. Please. I was driving home in my car and I was talking to Kevin on the phone and I went, Oh shit. I got a podcast. I got to do at 11 o'clock. And I, I was, I was, I was so sad. <laughs> I hope he gave you some crap because you're always he, giving me crap. <laughs> I did. He did me a little bit, but you know, I didn't tell him we were doing a podcast cause I didn't want him to get upset. Cause I know he likes doing this, but I know he's at work. So yeah. he can't. I know. I know he's, he's always working, man, but he's a cool dude. Kevin's the best. I love Kevin. He's, he's so much fun. Like the whole metal shark. I know. I know you're trying to get me off. No, you're good. (laughs) You're good. (laughs) No worries, man. Team effort. This is, this book is a team. It's the four of us. It's, it's Walter, Chaz, myself, and Kevin. We do, we all work very hard to make this book enjoyable for people. And I'm glad people dig it. So. Yeah. We're, we're, we're super glad that you guys have a home right here on scout comics. Yeah, buddy. Freaking dude. Like, that I gotta say, reading your book for the first time is what got me into Scout Comics. Same, like, not awesome. even a joke, dude. Like first time I heard, I was like, "What is this Metal Shark, bro?" Everybody's talking about. So I had to go look look it up, and I and I started reading it. And after that, I said, "Okay, who is Scout?" And I started looking, uh, finding out uh, all about Scout through Metal Shark, bro. So you opened up a whole Pandora's box look for me, up. man. It was so, like a it was like same, a gateway drug. Same for me because like uh, it was during this year, uh, early in the beginning of the year, because I was going through some tough stuff. I was getting into comics hardcore again. Is uh, on uh, space space cadets. Jen had a, a copy that she had like special like drawings and stuff in, and she was selling it for like five bucks extra. And she was like, "Whoever wants it," and I was like, "Metal Shark, bro, that sounds cool." And I got that. And that's absolutely what hooked me into Scout because it was like such like a cool, fun story. I'm a big metalhead also. So it was like, heck yeah, I'm in. 
They've got, a, I mean, Scout Comics is doing a lot of great stuff, man. Like, I'm glad that you guys, uh, you know, Metal Shark Bro is kind of that entry point for you. But I mean, they do. Atlantis was, wasn't built for tourists is a great book. Eric Palicki, such a good guy. He's such yeah. a talented cat. Yeah. Um, White Ash is a really great book. Mm-hmm. Charlie's the best. All the stuff they're doing with the Black Caravan looks just amazing and and sometimes it's hard to find some of these books in shops because a lot of shop owners don't kind of have the courage to bring in new things because i don't Mm -hmm. think they know how to sell it so the fact that you can get all this stuff on scoutcomics.com is pretty amazing and and just the amount of material that's coming out you know on a monthly on a yearly basis it's been really impressive to watch the company kind of blossom and not just blossom with garbage, but I mean blossom with quality creators and quality people like um, the the Kilchella book that Mario is doing. Yeah, that, that thing looks beautiful, man. Like there's just so many great books coming out through Scout Comics that I can't wait to see and I can't wait to read. So it's it's fun to be a part of something exciting. Yeah. See, so so the funny story is we were actually going to talk about that book on this episode, but because it has not been solicited yet. We, as we were not, we're not basically, we're not necessarily affiliated with Scout because we are just a fan podcast, but we do, we can't do things that haven't been solicited. Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. We're a little bit in the know because we're kind of backstage a little bit. So we're kind of limited on some, some stuff that we talk about. Um, so once it hits like solicitations and all that stuff, then it's free, free game for us. And I and I, not to pr- program direct your podcast, but I think once that book does solicit, have Mario on. We yeah, had him on yeah. Word Bros, and he's a good interview. Like Mario is a cool guy; he's got a really interesting story. So I would definitely reach out to Mario to get that done. No, I agree because the other thing, like last week um, when we had um, uh, Black Cotton, when we had the Craters of that, that one. book looks dope too. I totally yeah. forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah, Brian Hawkins, that thing looks amazing. Yeah, so when we had them on, it was one of those things when it was finally, it was also solicited and it was in the previews and everything. We were like, yeah, let's have them on. Let's talk about it. It's one of those things that then once you have them on, it's like, oh man, okay, I'm even more into this. Have you guys read Sam and his Talking Gun yet? We're going to do I, that next yeah. week. Okay, yeah, yeah, because that's the first, like, Lee Ferguson and his son, Drew. Um, And I'm only naming some of the creative teams for this book because I don't know all of them right off the top of my head. Um, So I don't want, again, I don't want to think I'm sliding anyone or when I name a person affiliated with the book, it's because that's the name that I know because I know them personally. Uh, But yeah, so uh, we're having Lee on Word Bros. And I can't wait to talk to those dudes because that book looks killer too. They're just, Scout is doing a lot of exciting things. And I feel like as a company, they're taking a lot of chances with their stories. So it's kind of cool that you guys are doing this podcast to kind of bring more light, more shine to some of these books. So I think that's really awesome. So a little, a little insight for the listeners out there. We're going to have, we're, we're going to be talking about salmon is talking gun next week. And this is going to be kind of like a little Christmas special, but we're going to be bringing on both of the Ferguson's father and son on the awesome. about that. So That's they're cool. going to be here with us next week. So if you guys are listening now, be sure to hang out with us there because we're going to talk about Sam and his talking gun. And I don't know if you knew, but uh, you know, Lee has a little bit of stuff going on with uh, uh wave 99, right? He's uh he was the, he was the logo artist on that. Really? Yeah. So okay. there was some news coming out of that. So we're going to talk to him about that. And that's going to be a really good interview. So stick around. You guys. There you go. Bob. Yes. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you again, John. It was a pleasure meeting you, Joey. Thank you for having me on, buddy. I really appreciate it. It's always fun hanging out with you, man, because that means I don't have to do a lot because I love the content you bring. (laughs) (laughs) And I never stop talking either. (laughs) That was a nice way of saying that. I went around. I know. All right, man. We appreciate you hanging out right here on Two Scout Gigs. John, will you please see us out of the show? Bro, Scout is what it's all about. It rhymes. That's great. Scout's what it's all about. Scout's what it's all about.